and welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. True or false? I tried to record this show uh, about 35 minutes ago. 45 minutes ago at this point. 45 minutes ago, the, the, the Canon camera that I use, the very old Canon camera that I use as my um, webcam has uh, decided not to play well with the Mac. I blame every single party involved with this. Episode 246. Chad, what is this show called? The Constitutionals. I was in such a good mood. I was like, I'm going to record this show. I just finished a meeting. Lunch hour has started. I'm going to record this show. And yet, uh, here we are. <laughs> Pissing me off. <laughs> All right. What's been going on? I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know I bought a couple of things on Black Friday. <laughs> including the new Ratchet & Clank game, which I was waiting to go on sale I refuse to spend more than uh, th- more than thirty dollars on it. Thank God for thirty dollars. <laughs> I was telling I was telling somebody this: the game had not been going on sale since it came out. The lowest I'd ever seen it was like forty-five, and I said I'm going to wait to make it lower. I played about thirty minutes last night. Oh boy, it's amazing! Just in time for them to put on uh, the other Ratchet and Clanks on PlayStation Plus Premium streaming. Ridiculous. Uh, thank goodness I have good internet, but still, you know, it sucks for the person who doesn't have good internet, and, they, and you can't buy these games and download them. What else did I get? Uh, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Warriors, Three Houses, Three Hopes, excuse me, that's the title, Fire Emblem, Warriors, Three Hopes, a fighting Fire Emblem game, the, a Mushu style, that's what it's called. Uh, I only It's like Dynasty Warriors, I only have uh, Hyrule Warriors, the second one, Age of Calamity, I have that one. So those are the two, the Dynasty Warrior style games I bought, because they're good and they cover and they have those stories that I like. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, and Horizon, Horizon F- Final West, whatever the second Horizon game, also on sale. And that's it. Also, even better news, not better news. The old laptop works. It's off to the side here, uh, and now I can do things that I want to do with that. I don't know what I'm going to do with that now because I have this friggin' Mac. I charge it up. I keep it I keep it ready to go. Just like yesterday, I downloaded... Uh, <laughs> uh, I did... I also said I downloaded some ROMs. I downloaded some ROMs for a Wii I bought. I bought a, a used Wii for $37. Let me tell you, if you buy a used console, also it was $37. <laughs> Just keep entering that. If you buy a used console for somebody who has children, clean that thing off. Because this thing, the Wii was the most disgusting thing. Now, I did buy a used PlayStation Vita months ago from a guy who did not keep that, keep it in any type, any kind, any kind of cleanly shape. I'm, st- I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm still digging out like brown crust and I don't know what it is. I know I've mentioned this before, but he, uh. Actually, you know what? These because I'm gonna I'm gonna sell these games that that he uh, he gave me. But it's all these uh, weird uh, I don't want to say weird. All these like anime style games that he gave me, and they're and and I I just assume that he was um, 
doing unsightly, unruly things <laughs> to those to the girls in those games. Hey, let's get on with this show. This is the first story coming from Chris Welch. Now, these, I was going to do an episode about three weeks ago, then I just uh, plum forgot. <laughs> so these stories are kind of old. This comes from Chris Welch over at The Verge. Peacock makes big play for cord cutters with live TV from all local NBC stations. Joining the ranks of CBS All Access, now Paramount+. Plus. NBC's or Universal's uh, Peacock, NBC Universal, NBC Universal's Peacock <laughs> is really doubling down, tripling down on the streaming bet. La- last year, it was it, no, no, earlier this year, I guess it was noted that the this television season, the 2022-2023 television season, that um, the that Peacock was going to be the home of all NBC Universal shows from this point forward, uh, the streaming home rather. And everything was going to move off of Hulu, which they did. Or all new episodes were going to move off of Hulu. They still have uh, like the first 22 seasons of Law & Order SVU, the first couple of seasons of uh, Law & Order Organized Crime, uh, the Carmichael show, stuff like that is still on Hulu. It's just like the new episodes aren't going there. And then they, they really doubled down. They really got down to uh, sports. So now you can watch the soccer matches on there that they that they have and now like cbs all access slash uh, paramount plus you can access your live tv uh streaming on uh, peacock now let me double check because i'm because i remember when this was launched or when this was announced on november 8th that i immediately opened up peacock to see if that is true uh and if you go over here i'm going to turn this down now if you go over to the channels app on your, uh, I don't even know if I even showed that correctly. If you go to the channels app on your Peacock, you're supposed to be able to, and and it's it's a slow rollout, so it it's a very high chance that this is not. I don't have the Atlanta affiliate on here. Oh boy, I'm I'm scrolling down. I do not like these free channels things because it gives you. There's just a bunch of crap on here, like. Sure, you have the SNL vault and, and Fallon tonight and some new stuff, but it just doesn't make sense to to have all of this free stuff. And it's just a continue. Oh, okay, so it's a carousel. All right. Well, I don't see the Atlanta affiliate on here. Oh boy, I got an email. It's from Google. It's a Chromecast email. The customers in all the 210 affiliate markets are going to gain 24 access to their local NBC station. Uh, everyone will have live TV by November 30th. It is the 28th. You'll see the uh, new channel on the Peacock homepage that matches your local broadcast network, which means you'll be able to watch your uh, your favorite shows live. You'll be able to watch your news, you know, at five and six. You'll be able to watch what what comes on at seven uh, Jeopardy, Wheel. Then you'll be able to watch at eight o'clock the primetime programming. If that if if you are a person without YouTube TV or Plex, Plex YouTube TV or um, uh, Fubo, Hulu with live TV. What is the one I'm thinking of? String, String TV is that a thing? I was in the beta for it when it first launched in like 2012. 
No, I was, yeah, 20, 2014 because I was a senior in college. What is it? Sling. Sling TV. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch all that stuff, but live on Peacock. You have to be a paying subscriber. The, the lowest tier is $5 or the $10 tier. Uh, you can watch Law & Order SVU, Young Rock, Chicago Fire, Dateline NBC, all live. Saturday Night Live? Yes. Tonight Show? Yes. That's it. Today's show? Yes. The rest. By integrating live TV into Peacock, NBC Universal is trying to match and surpass Paramount Plus, which I already said. Paramount claims its live TV stream reaches 99% of the United States with 206 markets currently listed on its website. I remember when uh, CBS All Access included that in with their with their uh, the, the live stuff that live affiliate thing because I, I remember I always think, thought that was like a huge step for people who didn't want to subscribe to a cable type company cable type deal or and also didn't want to have uh, an antenna hanging off the back of the TV or just couldn't have an antenna hanging off the back of the TV because I think my uh, I have an LGC one and the antenna just doesn't work with that. Prior to me getting a uh, YouTube TV, uh, the my antenna just uh, would never like it would never turn on with it. And the antenna's right here, <laughs> just pointing to it. No one can see. One, it's it's just another step into uh, a world without cable, and you know, and then and then obviously the the. The argument is, well, everything's bundling up and becoming of that, and what's becoming of that. However, I do there's a, there's a question of what if the people never get the bundles, the the Disney bundles and all that stuff. What if they just rely on uh, uh, CBS All Access, Netflix, or excuse me, Paramount Plus, Netflix, um, whatever. Oh boy, a meeting was canceled. Paramount Plus, Netflix you know, Peacock and Hulu. And what if that is what they watch and they don't want to have an antenna? I mean, there's options for everybody, which I think works for me. I think subscribing to everything will give me, will give me a leg up on the competition. But I think that, like this is a this is a good option for them. It is a very slow move, and it took them forever to get there. Just like it took me ten minutes to get to this point of ending the first story. Next up, Amazon. <laughs> this comes from Verge again. David Pierce. Amazon's uh, entire music library is now free for Prime subscribers, which means you get a hundred million songs, but there comes at a price. Amazon took this step of uh, opening up its music offerings. I believe before they had this uh, plan. There was uh, Amazon Music was not included with Prime, I don't believe, uh, and I be- and I think it had half the music, like something like ten million or like not even fifty, like ten million or something. I'm sorry, I'm picking at a callus uh, on my hand from the gym, <laughs> but I, be- I believe that's how that worked. Uh, but now a hundred million. It's free for all Prime members. You can still subscribe, but you're going to get a ton of ads. And you can only shuffle play everything. It's the same thing that Spotify does. Uh, It's the opposite of what uh, Apple Music does. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much it. 
And now you'll need it in order to listen to uh, listen to songs with high fidelity or spatial audio and all that good stuff, or even just uh, with shuffle without that shuffle. You have to pay nine dollars a month to Amazon Music Unlimited. Okay. People are not happy. This comes from Chris Welch over at The Verge. Just a couple of days later, Amazon, for some, Amazon Music's big Prime expansion comes with big frustrations. Oh, it had 2 million songs and now it has 100 million. Oh my God. Uh, People are mad. They've got, they've now got much less control over their listening experience, as he writes. Uh, he gets into the first person. People are tweeting. Taking away, uh, thanks Amazon Music for taking away the ability to play specific songs and make custom playlists worthless without paying for Amazon Music Unlimited. Here's what you get with Amazon uh, Prime membership needed. You don't have Amazon Music Free. You have Amazon Prime Music, which is the different thing. And Amazon Music Unlimited is the top tier. Uh, You get all the music ad-free, most ad-free top podcasts, all-access playlists, which means pick pick and play any song on demand with no skips, or download them to listen offline. Uh, This is if you pay for Amazon Prime. And shuffle play any artist's album or playlist. Now, if you play, if you pay for Amazon Prime Music itself, which you can pay for without the uh, Amazon Prime membership, which I don't know why you do that, you pick any song and play it. At, it's a regular. It's what you get now with, <laughs> with like Apple Music or whatever. And then uh, you get these Ultra HD and spatial audios, listening offline, unlimited skips. People aren't happy. I think this was a if people were prepared and uh, and if if. If they if they were given forewarning, then that would have definitely helped out in the long run. All right, let's move on to the next story. New York Times, written by Brooks Barnes. Hollywood horror blockbuster: two leading producers will soon join forces. This is uh, about Jason Bloom and James Wan, probably the biggest names in horror right now. Biggest big names in horror right now. They're talking about merging their companies. They both work with Universal Pictures. You might you might know Jason Bloom as the guy who started uh, Bloomhouse Productions, which has a movie out like every other month at this point. Same thing with A twenty four, but he's more horror focused. And then you might know James Wan as uh, he did uh, the Conjuring universe, I believe, and. Um, uh, uh, Lights Out, The Nun, and that was under his company, Atomic Monster, which is substantially smaller than uh, Blue House. So the idea is that Jason Bloom's uh, Bloom House will be kind of like the umbrella, and Atomic Monster will be the ideation of it all. And they'll be given a chance to go out and do the, the things that they need to do, or like have the ideas that they need to have. Without, you know, the company that Juan worked worked with for seven years, uh, Warner Brothers. 
saying yes or no. Bloom says, James is probably 70 to 80% artist and 30 to 20% business person, and I'm the reverse. Uh, oh, also James Wand also did the Saw franchises. I had no idea. Saw franchise. Good. I knew it was Conjuring, though. I love the Conjuring. Conjuring is great. That entire universe is so fun. Except for, I mean, The Nun I fell asleep during. And, and what was the other one? The, there was The Nun and then the other one that was with uh, Linda Cardellini I fell asleep during as well. Uh, James Wan's Atomic Monster has about nine employees, which is way smaller. So this is why they're going to be able to just go out and, and have these ideas. Uh, Warner Brothers said no to Wan's uh, latest movie, Megan, M- M3JN. And then uh, Universal really wanted to do Megan, and they did it. He brought it to Bloom, and Bloom said, he's like, yes, let's do it. Universal said, yes, let's do it. Now they want a Megan sequel. Whoa. And Megan's not even out yet. <laughs> Horror is really having a, a, a type of renaissance. We got Jordan Peele. That's it. <laughs> that was for me. I love this idea. They're two great powerhouses. Uh, you know, I, I never knew that about Bloom, that he was a uh, more of a business person. But, I mean, it, it makes sense because if you look at the output of Bloom House, I mean, in the, in the next, let's see. I'm going to go to the Wikipedia page. In the next couple of months, let's, let's check out what they have coming. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, Wikipedia is doing that thing where they're asking you for money. One, two, three movies, and then they're in pre-production for a movie based on Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow. Another Insidious. Jesus. And another Exorcist. Oh, my God. In 2022, it produced one, uh, Dash Cam, Black Phone, Mr. Harrigan's Phone, Hollywood, Halloween Ends, Hollywood Ends, <laughs> Run, Sweetheart, Run, Soft and Quiet, and Nanny. That's a crap ton of movies. Let's see where this goes. This one comes from the New York Times, written by Trip Mickle, Benjamin Mullen, and Kevin Draper. Why the NFL's big streaming deal is going into overtime. I think a couple of, either I wrote this down as an idea for news time, or a couple of the last episode of this podcast, I said uh, Apple TV was in the mix of uh, the, the NFL Sunday ticket. And that they didn't want to, they 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 wanted it, but they kind of didn't want it. They're playing, they're being a little coy. Now, as it turns out, the Sunday ticket is still up for grabs. And not just Apple, but Google also wants it. And every single one of them, and uh, some other competitors, and everybody is willing to pay for it. Google has stepped up, and they want to add it to YouTube TV. Amazon and ESPN, Disney's ESPN, are also interested in Sunday Ticket. It's a this may this is a huge deal for Amazon too because they just got the rights for uh, Thursday Night Football. 
I think if anything, Sunday Ticket should not be beholden to one provider. I think it'd be best if, because uh, we saw how they did with DirecTV, and yeah, you once ruled the landscape, but DirecTV is now going the way of uh, of history, and slowly, slowly, slowly dying. Until one day in a couple of years, we'll, it will not be here anymore. Uh, and hitching hitching your horse to one com, one uh, company is not going to be a good enough deal. I understand that. Yes, this is this is how they did in the past, but I can subscribe to AMC Plus, for instance, on Apple TV, Amazon, uh, YouTube TV by itself, and Hulu. That's that's five different avenues. In order to access AMC Plus, and there's there's probably more, but I just don't even know them or care about them. Care to care to mention them? Uh, it's probably a second one. So it doesn't. I think in the long run, the easier thing would be to hop aboard uh, everybody and just say, okay, this. If you want to subscribe to NFL, if you want to subscribe to the Sunday Ticket, uh, you can get it on Amazon and YouTube TV and uh, by itself and. And uh, Hulu and 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 ESPN. Well, that wouldn't make sense. ESPN wouldn't make sense. But that's just that's just how it that's how it makes. Uh, that's how that's how it should work now. Robert Kinkle, YouTube's chief business officer, played a key role in Google's pursuit. Though he will take a new job early next year as chief executive of Warner Music Group, Mr. Kinkle has committed to working with YouTube to see the deal through. Three people with uh, familiar with his priorities said. He's got a relationship with uh, Brian Rolap, the NFL's chief business officer, who worked with Kinkle during Google's unsuccessful bid for Sunday Ticket in 2013. If you don't know Sunday Ticket, it'll bring out of uh, it brings uh, out of market games to subscribers and uh, NFL Network and Red Zone Channel. All that stuff. I mean, you already get NFL Network, but the Red Zone channels where Sunday they'll, they'll cut to the action live of whatever games are playing. The league is asking for more than $2.5 billion annually, a $1 billion increase from the current eight-year deal, which expires at the end of this season. It wants a long-term partner for the rights, having locked up its marquee packages last year for games on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays with 11-year agreements. Um, with MLB, with MLB's uh, thing and NBA's thing, I can go to Amazon and get both, uh, or I can go directly to those apps and get both of those. I also don't know. Let me go to YouTubeTV.com or TV.YouTube.com. I also am unsure if I can subscribe to MLB via the, let me just type in MLB, MLB.tv. Yes, I can subscribe to MLB.tv on YouTube TV. Now, can I subscribe to NBA League Pass on YouTube TV? Yes, I can. I mean, that it's just an easier thing for you to be able to subscribe and save money 
uh, or, you know, just have it all come in one bill like that. Why? I wonder why they are going for this, this antiquated idea of one, one, one provider. Because if I can watch MLB games on Apple TV Plus, okay, I have an iPhone. I and I don't, <laughs> but let's pretend I have an iPhone and and an Apple TV, and I can and I can watch Apple TV games. I mean, excuse me, I can watch MLB games. You know, once I can watch ten of them a year, ten of them a season rather, uh, straight, every Friday night and every Sunday. So I can watch twenty of them for for ten weeks straight. Uh, on my Apple TV or on my phone because of the Apple TV app. And those are games that I, I, I normally wouldn't watch, but the option is there. Plus, ESPN also has some games. Plus, the MLB Network has one or two of themselves. So w- wouldn't that be better to be able to, to have those options than to have the one place where I pay $60 plus another $60 too? There are some stepping stones in the way. The slowing economy could create another challenge for the NFL as it tries to close a deal that could top $10 billion over its life. Tech and media companies alike are under pressure from Wall Street investors to cut staff and control spending, a reversal of years of lavish spending. The downturn has helped sour some Wall Street analysts on Amazon's $1 billion a year for Thursday Night Football. Tom Forte, an analyst with DA Davidson and Investment Bank, said he was skeptical that the company would bring in enough Amazon Prime members or advertising revenue to cover its costs. He added that Amazon Amazon struggled to make money meant it was highly unlikely to make a serious bid for the Sunday ticket. You know, I, I've tuned into some of those Thursday night games, and it's very cool to see the technology they use and they implement within, you know, the uh, players in the field and and uh, stuff in the booth and stuff from the booth and and it's very it's very high tech uh some might say superfluous however i do think it is a good addition to have alongside the traditional broadcast and the same thing goes for the alternative uh broadcast commentators that they have up there as well if i want to watch it in spanish or with a bunch of dames talking about the the boys down there then i want to do it There's uh, more skepticism about the uh, viability of the bid from ESPN. Rich Greenfield, an analyst with at uh, Lightshed Partners, said Robert Iger's return as chief executive made Di- which we'll talk about in a second, which uh, uh, made Disney, which owns 80% of ESPN, more likely to cut costs at ESPN or to sell it. I don't think they're going to get rid of ESPN, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> Google's always got uh, also has uh, pressures mounting as well. Sunday ticket is a huge, huge golden ticket really, uh, for these for these people, for these companies. And again, I think it's best for uh, for for the NFL to really, really check out its options and spread itself across multiple partners. The same, like like instead of instead of if they if they really want to be a part of uh, ESPN, and if they really want to be or be partners with ESPN and be partners with Apple TV and be partners with Google, 
I and Amazon, I think the best, 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 best idea for them is to uh, just make a separate app and and go. Okay, you can you can they get a piece of the pie, we get a piece of the pie. It may not be that two point five billion, but we are working our way towards that. Or it might they might even get that two point five billion because someone might go like someone like me, which I will never do this, but they might go, Hey, I have YouTube TV. I'm going to subscribe to it. The other person who doesn't have YouTube TV and doesn't have ESPN plus could go, well, I have it on, I want to watch these games and I have Apple TV. Let me do that. Anyway, I mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. Bob Iger is back as CEO. We've got so many stories covering this, so let's get to it. Cynthia Littleton over at Variety says Bob Iger's back as CEO. Bob Chapek is out. Board cites, quote, complex industry transformation for shocking C-suite scandal. You've heard everything about it. Someone has blazed right through this. Uh, Robbie Whelan, Emily Glazer, Joe Flint, and Jessica Tunkel over at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Walt Disney CFO. Others brought concerns to board over Bob Chapek. Let's get started there. Behind the surprise change in leadership at Walt Disney on Sunday, which was uh, last Sunday, was festering discontent among investors and top executives, including Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarthy, who in recent weeks had expressed to directors her lack of confidence in Chief Executive Bob Chapek, according to people familiar with the matter. Now, the problem was the last quarter, the fourth fiscal quarter earnings, were just abysmal. Like, Disney had its worst earnings in, in, a, in such a long time, and and uh, the big thing about it is that the board did not have confidence in JPEG. Uh, and it turns out, I think the Friday before, and I learned this on CNBC, watching it uh, last Monday was just insane. Uh, or was it the Monday before? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That Friday before everything happened, the apparently, <laughs> this, is so, this is so crazy, it's so funny. Apparently, uh, uh, the board, uh, which Iger is on, approached Iger, Robert Iger, Bob Iger, and said, uh, you got to come back, baby. They didn't say it like that. You got to come back, baby. And then this man apparently agreed. That Sunday, yeah, because it was last, it was last, yeah, last week. So that Sunday was the uh, the Elton John concert that was supposed to air live on Disney+. Plus. It did air live, and uh, Elton John did his thing. But, <laughs> but prior, this is so crazy to me, prior to... That concert, Bob Chapek, the that then CEO of Disney, was supposed to introduce Elton John. He was because they had like all these famous people there because this was his last American North American uh, show in L.A. and it was and and you know it was a lavish event, sold out crowd, and Chapek was supposed to introduce <laughs> Elton John. Can you and then and then he didn't. <laughs> And uh, and he lost his job. Now, can you imagine running probably the running no running the biggest media company in the world, and having this dream thing of of uh, uh, like introducing one of the greatest artists of the world for his probable last who knows he said this before but last North American show only only to like within just in like hours. Just like be announced that you you lost the job to the guy who had it before. Plus, you don't get to do his dream thing. That's crazy. That is the craziest thing. Iger's back. 
and I'm excited. Uh, this also comes from uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, written by Eric Schwartzwell, Schwartz, Schwartzel, uh, Emily Glazer, Robbie Whelan, and Jessica Tunkel. Disney's Robert Iger loomed over Bob Chapek after seating CEO role, creating tensions. Uh, again, Iger never, he left the company, but he never really left the company. And, and the idea that he was still on the board, he was kind of handholdy, especially in the early parts of the pandemic, which he probably should not have left during the pandemic. He should have. Uh, and uh, let's see. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, he never, he, during, during all the staff cuts that were happening uh, during the, the, the COVID related staff cuts, Iger was not excited that that had happened. Laid off Disney employees could take advantage of its protections if they if they were uh, let go under the CARES Act. JPEG wanted to move quickly with layoffs. There were there were big pressures to cut costs and preserve cash. Iger overruled JPEG on a couple of things. And uh, JPEG kind of was was a uh, is it feeling himself? I don't know what do people say. Was kind of angry at uh, or mad or just never really felt like he was in charge of the company. The don't say gay controversy uh, should have been handled differently, uh, which is uh, funny considering that uh, Chapek agrees with DeSantis over there in Florida. That's neither here nor there. So what does Iger have to do? This comes from Natalie Jarvie over at Vanity Fair. In order to right the ship. Streaming is losing a crap ton of money. Disney, is, Disney Plus is uh, one of, was one of the fastest growing streaming platforms. And, and then it just kind of leveled out and tapered off. And, and now there's kind of a discrepancy between... Disney Plus and Netflix and all these other stream and HBO Max, including uh, all these other streamers that are losing money and they have to find a way to make it to make more money. Disney Plus and Hulu. Hulu is uh, so different from Disney Plus, uh, but in the end, I really think that those two things should not be. Uh, they should be depend not dependent, independent of one another. They've got to uh, bring Lucasfilm back, make some more Star Wars related stuff, but. They've got uh, uh, movies from Rian, Rian Johnson and Patty Jenkins uh, that never managed to, to leave the shuttle. And uh, back to Hulu, they've got to figure out what's going on with the Hulu situation. NBC Universal's uh, still owns a, a, a big 33% stake that is going to go into... Uh, they're already in discussions for... Uh, what should happen with it, uh, Disney and NBC Universal? But should the idea be we sell Disney sells uh, the rest of the stake to or sells controlling you know stake over to NBC Universal? Do they try to buy out NBC Universal outright because now they've got Peacock? Uh, I mean, if you ask me, I think. What what movies anywhere? Disney owns movies anywhere, but they partnered up with uh, Warner and four other um, uh, studios 
So why not, uh, in order to put their movies and stuff on it, so why not just let Hulu, let Hulu be the uh, Poland? Did I, did I do that right? I don't know. We'll see what that arbitration happens. Uh, what's going to happen with ESPN? Again, ESPN was, I think, a, like maybe like two or three months ago, uh, ESPN, an analyst, an activist investor, is that what they're called? Activist investor or activist analyst? Activist investor, sounds right. Uh, said that Disney should get rid of ESPN. Rumors were that they're going to spin it off into its own company or just sell it off entirely. I don't think that's right. I think they should keep that. And they should. And then also Iger needs to find somebody who is a better replacement. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's, I've, I've mentioned this before, especially in my, uh, my, my dislike of Chapek, that uh, oh yeah I don't like I don't like Bob Chapek the be- the idea was or when when Iger left uh, it was it was essentially found that Chapek was more of a businessman and Iger led more with his heart and when you're when you're leading a company like Disney I think in the end you know you gotta you kind of gotta go with the heart thing with, uh, because. Uh, Chapek was a, uh, a parks guy. He was a business guy. And it, it never made sense for someone who, I'm not going to say he doesn't care about the company, but uh, for someone who just doesn't jive with the Disney culture, uh, you know, Disney's about family and heart and love. Uh, and it's never been about, you know, like it, just like I'm talking about the broader picture. You know, they don't make, they're not making Wolf of Wall Street. They're making... The Little Mermaid, which is which obviously two different things. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. Okay, anyway, I just got an email. <laughs> so, I mean, in the end, I think Iger's got to find, along with finding somebody who can run the company the way, not the way that he did, but in the, in a new, in a newer way, similar to how he ran it. Uh, Disney just needs to, Disney needs to go back to its roots because it's never going to be an Apple. The Apple and Disney are two, you know, obviously being in two different mediums, but they're two different companies you can kind of put a steve jobs and a tim cook even though if tim cook waters down what all the apple technology if he makes every if he doesn't make it but if but if every iphone for the past you know five years comes out and is essentially the same uh you can't really say that about a disney movie except for the marvel movies you can't really say that about a disney movie that that they're all going to be more or less the same that being said uh strange world did lose 147 million dollars uh, this past weekend at the box office. Was that a Disney? Was that Disney or was that Pixar? I was saying this to myself. Uh, they shouldn't have released. You know, as much as I don't like the movie Luca, they shouldn't have released that on Disney Plus. But they had to release it. What do you do? What do you do with it? What happens in streaming? Listen, I'm done here. If you like what you heard here, I don't know why you would. <laughs> if you want to see a video version, head to youtube.com slash C comedy. Where you can see also news time sometimes. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at C plus comedy. TikTok, at C plus comedy. Um, interviews are coming. 
I recorded one. <laughs> Still waiting on another one. <laughs> They're both from the same press junket. <laughs> Listen here, PR people. <laughs> if you want me to do my job. It was for uh, uh, the the bumper in Berlin press junket. I mean, and it, it's, it's so frustrating. They only give you like a couple of minutes. And then uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, a st- the star, like I was supposed to, and now it's the and now it's after Thanksgiving, and I got an email the day before Thanksgiving. Hey, where are you gonna put up the interview of uh, from the creator? And I'm like, that's five minutes long. What am I gonna do for five minutes? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I didn't say that's five minutes. I said, uh, hey, I was just waiting on the because they know the length. <laughs> I'm waiting on the interview with this other person. And I never got a response. All right, here comes the outro. Goodbye.